Shall we, um, ah. should we jump in? We should jump in today. <laughs> <laughs> Another episode of Masashi R&D Sessions. We are back after our heated debate in the last two podcasts. Who was the greatest athlete alive? I've been abused. I've received death threats. What about you, Duran? Yeah, You're pretty popular. Changed opinion since. <laughs> I've seen a few <laughs> comments, though. Ronaldo was a popular choice. Yeah. Um, so I think... W- we were able to, um, the majority actually agreed. Interesting. So good on you. Interesting. Yeah. Today, though, we're going to do something different. We've been looking, or we've put it out on social media, frequently asked questions, your questions answered, sports nutrition questions. We get bombed every day with heaps of different questions. So we've compiled sort of your top, I don't know, eight to ten questions, and we're going to, uh, during the mastermind, he's going to answer them today. Well, we're going to pepper you with questions. You ready? I frequently get asked these questions, so let's see what happens. Well, you were uh, on Mastermind New Zealand. Um, you are the go-to man for everything sports nutrition. So uh, let's fire away. What have you got, Hal? What's come in from social? Question number one. When should I take protein powder relative to exercise? Well, well. that's a pretty basic question, but I like it. <laughs> I, these I questions, didn't ask it. No, I know. <laughs> So some of these the the might be for beginners, might be more experienced. So that you, you're going to get a range. Yeah, I guess uh, you know when it comes to protein powder, the most important thing to remember is that t- timing is not the most important thing. Yeah, you know it's more. This has changed a lot over the years, hasn't it? it? It's changed a lot, and although you know where the origin of a lot of these questions come from is the anabolic window, you know, like. Um, Talk about what is the anabolic window? Forty-five quickly. seconds immediately after you put the weights <laughs> down. Yeah, so Im- immediately after training, you, you know, you're in this uh, insulin-sensitive environment. You absorb nutrients a lot better. So the the theory was, if you take protein shakes at this time, you know, you're gonna ha- get the most benefit out of them. But really, you know, the best time is after training. But you do have a bit more time than twenty minutes after training to to get it in. Yeah, and generally it comes down to sort of protein intake over a day or even a week period. It's not sort of so much has to be straight after a workout although i would recommend mm-hmm. i don't know within the hour yeah and you know also relating back to your goals right if you're trying to recover try to get that protein in as soon as you can if you're just you know trying to lose weight trying to get more protein in your diet then you know the t- timing doesn't matter as much you can have protein in the morning you know uh, for breakfast you can have it for dessert if you want um, yeah <laughs> just put it in whenever so <laughs> yeah sure. and, and what about some people so obviously after training is sort of a given and a lot of people talk about should i be having a protein shake like an hour before training as well yeah so you know one of the benefits of having a protein shake before training is that you get this amino acid availability to your muscles so you're not breaking down your own muscles while you're training you know you're, you're actually getting this um supply in your bloodstream which does have some benefit on recovery and uh you know i would say number one choice for for timing is after workout number two an hour before you don't want to have it too soon before because then you might just be you know still be digesting still have a bit of liquid in your, in your stomach and then um number three breakfast yeah nice. good good call and and around training time the reason that you use sports supplements is that increase or rapid rate of digestion compared to protein equivalents in food mm-hmm. yeah and you know you don't want to be frying a chicken breast straight off of the gym well like. i actually take a uh, my bar, my um camping stove to the gym oh, yeah. i take my hibachi grill <laughs> <laughs> Hal, i've seen hal in there with his weber yeah. no, no just take an entire shish kebab <laughs> yeah all right we've answered that question what's next rapid Num- fire number two what is a safe age to start taking supplements yeah i guess um well you would take you're what are you now 11 
You're yeah, using and it? I've no. been taking them for about 13 years. <laughs> yeah. well, that's why you're six foot five. Yeah. Well, it, there's there's what age should you by sort of well guidelines? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Funny story, infant formula <laughs> is actually, you know, a supplement. <laughs> well, infant formula is whey protein. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's rephrase that as sports nutrition supplements. Well, I mean... Okay, well, let's break it down by different types of supplements. So let's mm-hmm. talk protein first, because yep. this is a common one. And I get it. It's like, my oh, my son's 15. I don't want him using protein powder. I'm like, well, that's funny, because mm-hmm. newborn babies, if they're using formula, are actually using whey protein. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, at the end of the day, we don't like to recommend our products to anybody below 16. 15, isn't it? 15, 16, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just because, you know, we, primarily you should be getting your protein and your nutrition from food and you don't want to, um, you know, be disrupting a lot of these habits. One of the most important things about nutrition is, you know, it's a lot lot, lot to do with your psychology, right? So if you become a protein shake, um, you know, protein shake kid, um, <laughs> it, it might, um, you know, might install some habits that you, you might not want to, um, carry on in real life, like uh, you know, the inability to cook, for example. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I thought you well, were that is, that's followed. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were calling protein shakes the gateway drug there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. For for young kids, you get learn about nutrition first, mm-hmm. and if you're struggling to get your nutrition from food, that's when you can start to bring in some supplementation. But mm-hmm. um, for young kids that are well, not young kids, like 15, 16, 17 year olds, I reckon it's completely safe. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I started my protein sh- first protein shake when I was like 14, 15 as well. Yeah, how do you go? It's the same. So um, when it comes to other supplements, other nutrients like caffeine, creatine, generally it's better to wait till you're a bit older, you know, until your development's kind of fully complete. So mm. uh, around 18. I know there's 16-year-olds smashing energy drinks out there. but Yeah, <laughs> there's 12-year-olds out there smashing energy yeah. drinks. I know I've got a... Uh, I keep a couple of sneaky energy drinks in the, in the garage at home and my, my 13-year-old daughter gets into it. My 11-year-old sneaks them. Mm-hmm. I find them and I'm like fire up, yeah. but <laughs> but that age they're already into them, which is alarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at that age, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's just it's mainly because there isn't that much evidence. Because you know, you think about it from a scientific perspective, studying certain nutrients on younger populations, it's it's hard to do. Like you're not going to get ethics approval for a study mm. on on creatine on twelve year olds very easily. You know, yeah. So uh, look, 14, yeah. 15, 16, If you're into sort of sports and you're starting to get serious about your sports, I'd recommend start with protein yeah. do your research yeah yeah and talk to a learn about nutrition talk to a medical professional if need be just yeah. your gp oh wow that's a nice oh, little wow. disclaimer hell oh we got that's it. meant to be right at the end you say it really strong. fast yeah. yeah number three what is creatine and what does it do well creatine is actually um you know it's, it's a modified peptide right it's mm-hmm. a it's a type of um type not of the peptides you kids are thinking not about. those kind of peptides <laughs> but um it's basically made from um some amino acids and it's uh, your body produces it mm-hmm. um if your body didn't produce it, it would essentially be a vitamin, right? So mm-hmm. um, creatine is really important in this energy system that you have called your phosphogen-creatine energy system. So all explosive movements, you know, anything that lasts like less than 10 seconds is going <laughs> to be relying on, on creatine as an energy source. How lasts less than 10 seconds? <laughs> hey, on, the, on the basketball court. Who I mean, told like, you? What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. Very explosive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cut that bit, yep. but don't cut it. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, what, what people use creatine for, though, is to, to, to build some size, right? You, you're going to retain some, um, some fluid. You're going to... Um, so th- this retention of fluids, it puts a lot of people off. It's, it's mainly intracellular retention, right? I retain fluids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's intracellular retention. So it's, it's all about volumizing your cells rather yep. than, you know, your body just holding water and getting bloated. And creatine, um, the next follow-up question we get a lot is uh, how much should I be using and is it okay to use ongoing? Do I need to cycle it or have breaks? 
Yeah, so um, you know, typically we recommend five grams of creatine a day. Um, for some people, you know, if you um, if you can maintain a, a good level of creatine, this can be as low as two grams um, per day. Also, um, some people like to have a, a loading period where you um, you know have a very high dose of creatine for a few days just to, to saturate yourself and get to the higher level. So you know, um, maybe twenty grams for a couple of days and then five grams uh, every day after, but. Loading isn't necessary. It just gets you there faster. Right. And do you need to um, – d- does timing matter? Most people take it in either before or after a workout. Yeah, does t- it really matter? T- timing does matter. So they've actually studied creatine and shown that, um, you know, un- unlike larger macronutrients, these micronutrients, the timing does uh, actually play a difference in, in depending on what you're t- trying to achieve, achieve. So straight after a workout, creatine is probably most beneficial. Um, otherwise, straight before a workout, which is why it's in a lot of pre-workout products nice nice yeah. um, I, I, I ra- well obviously <laughs> creatine's had more science behind it than and, and and studies behind it than any other pretty much any other ingredient in yeah. sports nutrition mm-hmm. and it's the one that i noticed the most benefits from that's for sure yeah Great. it kind of gives you a little bit more energy in the gym just to kind of um you know push out um a little bit harder work and get those results that way yeah i notice when i'm not using it yeah yeah um, Next what question. Are, what are the differences between the main types of protein? I assume we're referring to WPC, WPI, high protein, uh, casein, plant protein. What, what are the main differences between the most common different types of protein? Well, if you think of... Um, so what is protein derived from, those types of proteins? So WPI, or whey protein isolate, yep. WPC, whey protein concentrate, and casein, um, these all come from milk, right? Um, the most abundant protein in milk is... Co- is casein. Most people think it's whey, but it's actually casein. So if you imagine when, when uh, milk separates into its solids, right, you know, uh, curds and whey, little Miss Muffet. Yep. Um, the <laughs> what the, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know your nursery rhymes? But yeah. the, the liquid part is actually whey. So whey is the water-soluble part of, of, um, uh, of milk protein, and then um, casein is the, the other part. Mm-hmm. So uh, whey protein actually comes from the, the cheese-making process. We've done a big, uh, big episode about this and how whey protein is made. Mm-hmm. But basically, the difference between proteins um, is, um, well, the difference between these dairy proteins is how, how much they're filtered. Yes. Right? So, um, and the filtration process takes out certain elements, right? Exactly. So if you think of protein as um, a book, amino acids are like the letters of this book. I, I like the letters of the alphabet, which make up this book, right? But within the book, there are words, and these words are like peptides. So um, whey protein concentrate has quite a bit of peptides in there because... You know, it doesn't go through this additional filtration step. Whereas, you know, if you think about um, whey protein isolate, it's almost already in this um, amino acid uh, in the alphabet, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you want go one step further into hydrolyzed protein, then you're literally just having the letters of the alphabet, alphabet soup. Yeah. yeah. So isolate has been through more filtration processes to remove lactose, fats, carbs. Exactly. And it's that why that's why, you know, um, whey protein isolate is about 90% protein. Whey protein mm-hmm. concentrate is about... Uh, 80% protein. Yep. Yeah. Can you speak to the difference between whey-based and plant protein? Yeah, so um, plant protein sources are typically incomplete protein sources, so they don't have all the amino acids that you need. Um, so with our plant protein shape, what we do is we combine different um, plant protein sources and um, you know optimize this blend so that it's got all the amino acids that you need for, for training and recovery. Yeah, I don't. There's no single plant source that has a full amino acid profile, is there? No, soy is kind of close, but people avoid soy for a number of reasons. Um, the um, 
you know, the best when it comes to these different measures of protein quality, there's a few different ways you can measure this, uh, but whey protein tends to come out on top, which is why it's so popular and why it's become, you know, the go-to protein source for everybody. Beautiful. Next one. Um, what are the benefits of consuming caffeine before exercise? Um, well, if you've ever done it, you'd know. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, you know, it's not just, the, not just the energy hit, not just the, the buzz that you get ca- from caffeine. There's actually a physical performance be- benefit, right? So uh, they've even studied like your grip strength on caffeine versus not on caffeine. Mm. And, you know, your grip strength instantly increases, which, you know, can have a, a, um, an impact on whatever physical activity you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes grip strength might not be required. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, caffeine widely used. It's in most pre-workouts. It's at varying levels. Some levels safer than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as as an ingredient prior to a workout, I, I think it's unrivaled. Yeah, probably the only time to watch out is for it is you know if you're um, training at night, right? You don't want to pump yourself full of caffeine at you know de- the detriment of your sleep, which is also pretty important for recovery. Yeah, and look, it it is in most pre-workouts, and a lot of pre-workouts these days are just loading their. Um, their product up with caffeine and, it, and it's mainly just a caffeine hit you're getting mm-hmm. um so i would recommend look for a good amount of caffeine but also a functional formula that has some good amino acids and what yeah. else would you recommend in a pre-workout then well um in our pre-workout and our energy drink we have certain amino acids in there specifically tyrosine um and you know there's a complicated relationship between your uh what caffeine does and your neurotransmitters basically like dumps them out you know and uh and then, you know, you might feel a bit empty or what they call a ca- caffeine crash because, you know, you don't have these neurotransmitters replenished. That's why you got to have the amino acids that turn into the neurotransmitters to replenish that, almost like the fuel for the caffeine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, what would you say the benefits are of consuming a protein powder over a protein bar? Um, well, cost, yeah. for starters, if you look at pure cost per serve, mm-hmm. I know it's more expensive to buy a tub of protein. But if you look at it serve by serve, protein powder is actually much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're generally, get, generally getting a better source of protein in, in a higher protein amount. You're able to adjust your amount. Yeah, mm. so um, you're typically in bars, we've got other ingredients in there just to make it taste good. You know, yeah. uh, we literally cover our protein bars with chocolate, right? Uh, that's a protein chocolate. But, um, you know, just to glue the thing together and, you know, give it a bit of texture. Um, there's sometimes a little bit of fat and a little bit of carbs in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the protein shake, generally it's optimized to your goal, right? You're going to have low carb, low fat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, honestly, it's a, a bulk, bulk shake, for example, where you might have a bit more carbs as mm-hmm. needed. I think that the trade-off really is convenience compared to you can actually completely trim the macros. Like a, a protein powder would typically be, to your point, lower fat, lower sugar, lower carbs. Yeah, yeah but if you don't have access to a shake, I mean, both are convenient options when you mm-hmm. compare them to food, but... Um, I mean, if, you've, if you're out and about and you've missed a meal or something, you don't have a protein powder with you, mm-hmm. a, a bar's a, a good choice to get a protein top-up also. Yeah. And, and they taste really good these days. No. Yeah, for sure. And one of the benefits of bars is it actually fills you up a bit more than a protein shake. You yeah. know, the act- active chewing actually, um, actually makes you a bit more full. Yeah, so like if you're looking shakes probably to be used around like training time and then, and, and then your bars could be used as like a snack or a yep. replacement of a meal if, if you haven't gotcha. got a meal with you. Yeah. Uh, when and why should I consume carbs? Well, around training time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, this is this is used to be a um, it's a bit of a. I know everyone used to do this back in the day. That you, I know heaps of people would go out and buy a maltodextrin or dextrose, and they would add carbs to their post workout shake, mm-hmm. depending on sort of how many carbs they wanted. And this has sort of fallen out of favour 
lately. I think a lot of bodybuilders' teeth is rotting out of their head because of all the dextrose. No. <laughs> but um, is it necessary to add carbs to your post-workout shake? I guess I get that question a lot. Um, I would say it's probably not necessary to add it because, you know, most people don't struggle to get enough carbs from the diet, right? Carbs are the easiest thing to get in your diet because carbs are tasty, right? But carbs definitely do have a functional benefit when it comes to recovery and, and, and training. Um, you know, um, in your muscles, you have something called um, glycogen. So during a workout, you deplete this glycogen and one of the best ways to replenish it is to have carbs immediately after training. Mm-hmm. So, um, and how much? Because I've seen guys up to a hundred grams of like dextrose. It, it it only takes what fifteen to twenty grams to create some sort of minor insulin spike. Yeah, you so don't, it, I don't think you need to take in that many. Yeah, it, it depends on you know your body weight and the type of exercise that you're doing. Like obviously, you know, if you're just um, uh, I guess kicking a ball against the wall for fifteen minutes, you know, you might no. not need it. But if you're you know playing a full game of footy, you probably need a, a decent amount. So yeah, um, yeah, I'd say aim for twenty. Yeah. yeah. And look, it's generally only comes into play if you're doing like two a day sessions where you need to sort of get that, um, get the carbohydrates back into you quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you're training sort of in the morning, you don't train again until the following morning. I think you've got plenty of time through meals and stuff to, to get those carbs back in. Yeah. And a lot of people have um, carbs, I guess, intra workout, right? You know, a lot of the sports drinks out there are loaded with sugar <laughs> and carbs. And, um, you know, there's a big push against those at the moment. So, um, you know, typically, if your exercise is longer than 60 minutes, you're going to need some carbs. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it's below 60 minutes, you know, you're know probably going to get enough carbs from your diet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Next question. Last question. As last well. question. Last one and a nice uh, easy one for you guys. How much protein should I consume each day? All of it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> pardon? <laughs> <laughs> like the All ha- the protein. The answer to no. every question is... It depends. It depends, right? <laughs> so it depends on your goal. You know, if you're trying to... Trying to lose weight, you might not need 300 grams of protein. All right, uh, sedentary okay. person not exercising. No one's listening to this podcast if they're sedentary, but <laughs> sedentary person. Yeah, so um, bare minimum, try for one gram per kilogram of body weight per day. Absolute yep. minimum. So um, 80 kilo guy, 80 grams of protein a day for sedentary person, yep. which is equivalent to what? Um, 25 to 30 grams of protein in, uh, across a few meals yeah. in each meal. Which is kind of normal. Yeah, which yep. is normal. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if you are an athlete, you're going to have uh, to have more protein, right? Mm-hmm. Mo- m- most athletes have a m- greater requirement for protein. So ideally, you, you want to be aiming for about two grams per kilogram of body weight, which is quite a lot. Yep. So um, 80 kilo guy. 160 grams. 160 grams of protein a day sp- spread out amongst however many meals you have exactly so it might be hard to uh, to get it just from food alone so you may need a top up but um if you can get it from food alone um you've got some good cooking skills um and then you know if it's about 40 grams of protein per meal if you're having four meals a day yeah so, so uh equivalent to what half a chicken breast or something roughly yeah but yeah. if you know bare minimum as an athlete i would say 1.5 grams per kilogram of body weight mm-hmm. which is around 120 grams for 80 gram 80 kilogram guy yeah I think I think in general, when you first sort of get into training and depending on your goal, I think people actually overconsume protein initially, yeah. and then you sort of find the balance. You actually, yeah. I have one it's kilogram important. for every kilogram of body weight. <laughs> one kilogram. I have ninety-five <laughs> kilograms of protein every day. What are you at, elephant or it's expensive? Yeah. Elephants probably don't even eat. But I work for Masashi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, Easy to get. Well, back, back when I was powerlifting, like, you know, for a powerlifter, for strength athletes, you actually have the highest 
protein requirement amongst all athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say for strength athletes, you, you, you want even up to 2.5 grams of protein per kilogram body weight per day. Mm-hmm. What if you take in too much? This is a question I've got actually for protein and also creatine. Yeah. Well, um, I guess with creatine, it's a bit easier. You kind of hit the ceiling, you know. Um, it's, it's probably not going to have any beneficial uh, <coughs> effect after a certain amount. Um, creatine? Creatine. But, yep. um, you know, it is possible to actually affect your kidney function if you have way too much creatine. It's going to take a lot of creatine. But yep. what it gets convert- converted into uh, creatinine or something. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, but also, you know, if you have some kind of kidney disease, it can c- cause bigger, uh, bigger issues there. Mm-hmm. And same with protein, right? For most healthy people you're pretty much never going to hit this um, upper limit of protein intake. And, you know, there's... It's tough to get that much protein in. Exactly. Like, um, you know, there's been a bit of, um, I guess, pseudoscience um, or debunked science in the past that saying, you know, oh, too much protein is bad for your kidneys, bad for your liver. Is that how they talk? (laughs) (laughs) Too much protein, bad for your kidneys, bad for your liver. (laughs) Have you not heard debunked uh, scientists talk um, before? (laughs) It's probably the most common thing that's come up. in the whole in the industry yeah it, and it has been de- debunked so many times but i still hear it yeah so, so much i mean th- it's been studied over and over again and um you know if, if you're within these guidelines that we recommended it you, you're not gonna cause any damage and you know in fact you're gonna struggle to hit this protein uh, let's be honest mm. um but having said that some people do have you know kidney issues and liver issues where you can't have enough protein because you can't process it cue disclaimer all right that's all questions answered awesome episode if you've got any more questions fire them into us via masashi socials or wherever you find us Mm -hmm. and uh until next week yeah catch us for uh, a follow-up episode of infrequently asked questions later (laughs) 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 obscure (laughs) questions Uh, there's quite a few of those that came through yeah what was the biggest question question that came through how do i become a masashi athlete how do i get sponsored by masashi yeah the answer is become an awesome no, professional athlete and be one of the world's best. Australia's number one uh, rated <laughs> UFC middleweight fighter. No, I love it. I love it. Keep keep those requests coming in. But yep. um, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Musashi out. out. <laughs>